When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're talking about is it really cheaper to keep our wives? So stay tuned and let's go. Welcome to the Husband's Coaches Corner, the podcast that teaches husbands how to love their wife every day and become better men in the process. I'm your host, Chris Scott, aka The Husband Coach. All right, so many of us have heard this statement time and time again, it's cheaper to keep our wives. Uh, Gentlemen, I'm going to tell you today is going to be a fairly short episode because this is a very simple, simple uh, quote to understand and to debunk and ultimately to learn how to move forward in your marriage. So is it financially cheaper to keep your wife? Uh, Potentially, yeah. I'm not going to argue that there are some financial, every, every marriage has a different financial situation, but in many cases, at least in America, when there is a divorce involved, the male ends up paying a good portion to terminate the marriage because you're paying for lawyers and court fees and things of that sort. And I'll, I'll be honest. I do not believe the system is designed for the man to win uh, in most of these situations because divorce usually ends based on some very challenging circumstances. And the process of divorce, one, it's completely destructive to the relationship as a whole. It's destructive to the children if there are any involved. Uh, And then you start to look at all of your assets acquired throughout the marriage and having to split those. It gets really messy, and that's where the financial challenges start to come in. Now, I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, I just know a handful of people who have told me time and time again that when they went through their divorces, that they paid a lot of the court fees uh, and they paid they some some people are paying alimony child support which you know i completely believe in if you have children you need to take care of your children the system however is what's broken and i won't get into that because that's not the purpose of this episode the reason why this system is designed the way it is is because typically men make more money than women and this is why there's so many Feminist movements out there and people fighting to get equal rights for women in the workforce and things of that sort. Uh, But the system has already been developed to not look at you as the, the level of income that you provide to the marriage or to the relationship, but that you're the man. It's your sole responsibility to take care of the family. Um, which in turn, if your wife gets accustomed to a certain lifestyle, then you can end up having to pay 
And if you're not paying after the divorce, you're definitely paying for the lawyers and the court fees during the process. Now, there are some situations where I completely understand uh, I, I don't agree with divorce. All right. I want to be very clear. I do not agree with divorce. I believe every marriage has an opportunity as long as both individuals are willing to work through their differences and their challenges. I'm living proof of that. Uh, my wife and I work through our challenges. However, in situations where there is physical abuse and either you're the one committing the abuse or receiving the abuse, uh, one, find a safe place, a third party to kind of help mentor and coach you guys through that, that you can meet with on a regular basis. Uh, and then based on the outcome of that third party counseling, mentoring, and make sure that someone who has the best interest of your marriage, uh, don't go to your best friend or her best friend, uh, because they're, they're going to have a bias. However, go to a clinical uh, counselor or somewhere like that uh, and just say, hey, here's what's happening. And let that individual help you guys through. But that's beside the point. That's just my, my PSA on divorce. So, yes, financial issues. Uh, it, it is absolutely cheaper to keep your wife if all you're looking at is a financial issue. Now, this is a terrible way of looking at marriage, right? Because, uh, and, and this is the root of the conversation today. A lot of people, they believe that it's cheaper to keep their wives. So instead of working through the situations, they go out and they have affairs or they go out and they stonewall their wives, but they don't want to in the relationship because they know that there's going to be a financial burden on them. So that becomes the motivator for them to stay in the marriage, but not to put in the work to build the marriage. That is the problem with this entire statement. Whenever you hear someone say it, or if you say it, you are taking a very passive approach to the circumstances that led to you even feeling like divorce is an option. You're being very passive in the fact that you're probably not being um, engaged or uh, stimulated in the marriage sexually or intellectually uh, because you're not seeing your wife as your friend. You're not seeing your wife as your partner. And that's where the real challenges come in when we don't, when we start to see our wives as this financial burden that if I try to get rid of you, uh, you're going to burn a hole in my wallet. When we start to see our wives in this way, she becomes a subconscious result of something that never even happened. And this is a problem because you hold that against her, but she may not know that you even plan to leave her, that you're not happy in the marriage. So instead, what you do is you stonewall her and make her feel bad. And before you know it, you guys are at odds. Last week, we talked about happy wife, happy life. This is the, I think this is the male version of 
happy husband, happy wife. Uh, and truthfully, the only way that you become happy in the marriage is when you learn to prioritize your wife and serve her in the marriage and love her and build her up. And then you get a sense of joy and fulfillment because you've taken care of your bride. You've taken care of the love of your life. You did something for your best friend. These are the things that really do start to change your mindset from the it's cheaper to keep her mentality of passive approach to your marriage. And it starts to get you transitioned into the active approach of loving your wife consistently. And that's the purpose of this channel, this podcast as a whole, is to find ways to love our wife every day. Because, you know, there's a a quote, and I'm probably going to butcher this, but the rent to success is due every day. You have to pay the price every day. It doesn't happen. You do something on Monday and then expect it to carry all the way over until Friday. No, you got to show up Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You know, I've, I've mentioned this many times before. No one goes into the gym once a week. And then they think like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a bodybuilder. Like, no, if you want to be a bodybuilder, you got to hit the gym at least five days a week. And then on the days that you're not in the gym, you still have to be prepping to go into the gym with your mindset, your mentality, your nutrition. You know, there's all kinds of things involved with that. I'm not going to make too much more analogies on bodybuilding versus marriage, but I think you get the picture. If you want to build your marriage, you have to put in the work. This doesn't just happen overnight and it doesn't happen one day. Uh, It happens over time with consistent acts of love. And then something that I was reminded of yesterday as I was having dinner with my family and I was talking to my wife, you have to give more grace. Now, if, if you're not familiar with the term grace, Grace is giving something to someone that they don't deserve. That's it. Your wife is going to do something that gets on your nerves, but you still have to give her grace. You still have to show her love, give her something that she doesn't deserve in those circumstances. That's the only way that you can really drive the needle from the negative response and the challenges that you face in marriage to the joy-fulfilled marriage that you're looking to have. Now, I will be the first to admit to you, this is not easy, and I am not perfect. I don't do this all the time. So if you're listening out there and you think like, oh, man, Chris, you must be like the perfect husband. No, I I hope uh, throughout these podcasts, I've clarified that. And if I haven't, let me clarify it right now and go on record. I am not the perfect husband. What I am, though, is committed to loving my wife and building our marriage because I want her to feel the love that I I want I convey to you all, but I want her to receive that. And Sometimes it's not as easy for her to receive based off of what she's going through in that situation. So my recommendation 
is you figure out ways of showing love to your wife that she can receive it, one. But then two, figure out ways of giving her grace when she doesn't deserve it. Now, this particular quote is a motive for a lot of people. And if you're listening in and your motive to stay in your marriage is because you don't want to pay all these court fees, my recommendation to you is to instead say, how do I want my wife to feel about our marriage? And how do I want to feel in the marriage? See, uh, I was listening to a podcast a little while ago, and uh, there was a drill where the, the host or whatever was saying, what do you want in life? Right? Because we can, we can easily come up with all the things we don't want in life, right? I don't want to be 200 pounds overweight, or I guess that's a lot, whatever. I don't want to be overweight. We'll just leave it at that. Or I don't want to be broke. But when we come up with all these, I don't want statements, we miss the opportunity to clarify what it is we really want. So instead, we should say, I want to be physically fit. I want to be happy in my marriage. I want my wife to feel comfortable when I come home. I want to feel comfortable when I come home. I want our marriage to be successful. I want to make it to five years. You see, those are so much more clear and you can actually drive towards getting to those end results because you know where you're trying to go. You see, when you try to avoid something, you're looking for every single thing that will take you into that negative so you can avoid those. And let me be the first to tell you, there are a lot of things in our lives that are going to be negative and we're going to try to avoid And we'll get so caught up in trying to avoid those negative things that we lose sight of what it is we're actually trying to accomplish. So my recommendation as the husband coach is to get as clear as you possibly can about what you want in your marriage and then develop a plan that gets you to that end result. Don't focus on what you don't want. Focus on what you do. And I promise you, you will find it a lot easier to overcome this particular quote or to stay away from this quote as a whole because you're focused on what you can do to get your end result done as opposed to avoiding all the things that you can't even control in some circumstances. So don't do that. Instead, make your plan about what you can do and how you plan to move forward so you can execute and be successful. This week, I want you to write out all of the things that you want in your marriage. And then I want you to choose two of those things and start working on them immediately. Work on those until you have those well underway or you're already exceeding in those. And then choose another one. You 
you start with two and then you add one as you've got the hang of the other two or the first two. You can continue to build on this list over the years, but don't try and run out and get all of those things, right? Because you're going to burn yourself out and you're going to feel like, man, why am I in this? But when you only have one or two things that you're working on in your marriage of what you're trying to achieve, it's a lot easier for you to put your energy towards those two things than it is if you had a list of five or six, because your energy is getting split either evenly or unevenly over those six items. Now, I would encourage you to choose the ones that you believe are most important in your marriage. And this is also something good to share with your wife. This isn't a secret. You don't have to hold this close to the vest or anything crazy like that. You can say, hey, honey, here's what I want in the marriage. Because so many marriages, they don't have clarity in where they're trying to go. Instead, they're just following the status quo of what everyone else in the world does, what everyone else in marriage does. And you're not everyone else in the world. You are a uniquely created individual and your marriage is unique. And it's going to be different. There's some general rule of thumbs, but your relationship is going to be different than the relationship with my wife and I, my relationship is going to be very different than the relationship with you and your wife. So don't try to keep up with what everyone else is doing in their marriage. Instead, look at the general terms of how do I love my wife and how do I continue to build our marriage to the place that we both have clarity on that we want to be. So, That's the drill for the week. Kind of long-winded. Hopefully it made sense. Uh, You know, and I'll even encourage you, turn this drill into something that you believe truly helps your marriage. I want you guys to own this drill because this is a very, very vast topic of what do you want in your marriage. Uh, The only guideline I would give you is to only try to work on two of them. And this is going to be an enduring drill. You're going to have to do this again every day, right? You have to pay the rent of success every single day. If you want to be successful in your marriage, you're going to have to show up and you're going to have to perform. You're going to have to do the things that it takes to get to the end result that you put down onto that list. So there you have it. I hope this episode was helpful to at least just one person out there. And if it was, please send me an email at husbandcoach2020 at gmail.com. The link to the email address is going to be in the show notes. I really do want to hear from you all. And I look forward to uh, the emails and all the information that we get out there. So until the next time, I want you guys to find a way to love your wife every day. Peace.